as well. Uh, did anybody enjoy Easter weekend last weekend? Yes, I. Um, it was a pretty incredible weekend. It was one of our first times we got to do a solo Good Friday service. So that was great. We did it right here at USCB. And then we had uh, Easter services here on Sunday morning. So that was pretty incredible. Uh, just to be a part of that and just to see and to worship with you, to see the energy uh, that you had for a risen Savior. And uh, it's pretty incredible to see what God is doing. And so I just want to invite you in. Uh, if you're joining us maybe for the first time, we have connect cards there for you. If you'd like to fill those out to stay connected uh, to what God is doing here at the Bridge Church. We're heading into summer, uh, which in the low country means it's going to get scorching hot, right? We're going to sweat, uh, but it gets too hot for the noceums, right? For those little bugs that, that burn like fire, you know. Uh, but they'll go away a little while over the summer. But we love summers uh, because we use it to really build community. Uh, we use that time. We know people are traveling in and out and all that, but we use it to help bring us together. Um, and so you'll see a, a lot of those unique things happen over the summer. So begin praying for that and what God's doing and uh, what that looks like here before us. But I want to pray for us and ask God to speak during this time um, because we, like Jacob said, we're launching a brand new series today. And this one is near and dear to my heart. But uh, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth. God, thank you for the opportunities that we have here before us. God, thank you for each and every person that's uh, in this room listening online. God, we know that they are not here by mistake, but because you're continuing to work and work through our people and work through uh, just what you're doing inside of their hearts and minds. And I just pray that you speak to our hearts. God, I pray that maybe if somebody walked into this place and they're carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders or uh, maybe life is just muddy right now. There's more questions than answers. God, I pray that you can bring some clarity throughout this series. God, I pray that you will speak. Uh, God, I pray that our hearts will be open and attuned to what you have to save for our lives. I pray that I will decrease so that you may increase. And we ask all this in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. Well, this series is called Clarity. And the question uh, that I want to present to us is, where do I fit in this complex world? Uh, and as a pastor, I get asked multiple questions. Probably, if not the top question, maybe the top three is, I'm struggling to find my purpose. I'm struggling to find out where do I fit into this world. And coming out of an Easter weekend where we see that because of Jesus, his death on the cross and resurrection, the resurrection and proved that Jesus is who he said he was. And then we see uh, the next phase that I, we can be saved in Christ. And then once I'm saved, it's like, okay, what now? Like, where do I go? What does this look like? How does this flesh out into my life? And uh, if we're honest with each other, I think it can be a little muddy sometimes because you may ask, you may ask another Christian, oh, well, what does this look like? What is, uh, what does the Christian walk look like for me? And what should I be doing? And may even uh, start to ask the question, what job should I have? Where should I go to school? What classes should I take? What all of these different questions, right? And, and rightly so, we we bring our Christian view into it, but my goal through this series is this is it. You guys ready? This is worth the weight in gold right here. Um, it's I want to free every single person up who is carrying the weight that I need this title 
or I need this job to live in God's purpose. I want us to take that weight off of going, okay, where God has me right now, in the season I'm in, in the job I'm in, right now, in this season, in this situation, I can begin today to live in God's will. I can begin today to live in the purpose of God. And I hope that is freeing a little bit. Uh, Maybe when I say that, it doesn't feel freeing because you're like, "Uh, I don't know. Like, what what does that look like? How how can I get down? You don't know my situation. And my prayer for you is over these next four weeks that I'm uh, presenting to you from Scripture that there are these four um, essential callings that God has called every single one of us to. Because what I want, what God wants for your life is to feel that fulfillment. It's for you to walk in on Monday going, I am walking in the will of God. I am walking in his purpose. My soul feels like, I, and I didn't say it was going to be easy, right? I'm not saying, hey, this is light. I'm skipping through the fields and holding flowers up and all these things. No, it could even be difficult. It could be hard, but yet my soul feels at rest. My soul feels like I'm walking in obedience. And that's what I want for you is, is for us to head out of these, this place, outside of these walls and going, God, is going with me. God is directing me. God is showing me the way, and I'm getting more and more clarity. I love the quote uh, that, that clarity brings motivation. Because sometimes it's hard to be motivated, right? It's hard to go, well, what's next? What, how do I check the next thing off the list? How do I tackle this Tuesday? And, or whatever it may look like. But when you and I have clarity... All of a sudden, it brings motivation, right? You're like, oh, I know what step to take. I know one, two, and three now. I'm ready to go. I'm excited about it. I'm energized about it, right? Like, think about when you first start working out, when you walk into the gym, right? You're like, what in the world do I do? What is this machine? What is this? this? Like, I don't even know what to do, right? But then you get some clarity of going, okay, this workout, this workout, this workout. Now you're like, oh, now I'm motivated. Now I'm ready. Or you walk into school for the very first time and you look at the syllabus and you're going, I'm supposed to know that? I'm supposed to be able to write this proof and this? And then the teacher goes, oh, in order to do this, here's... And you get the clarity and you're like, oh, now I'm more confident. Now I'm more energized. And for you and I as Christians, I want you and I to read the Bible and then look at our lives and walk and confidence to go, you know what? I know I am crystal clear on where God is calling me. I am crystal clear as I'm heading into work. I'm crystal clear as I'm leading my family because if we're honest with you, this difficult, right? I'm trying to lead different people and I'm trying to figure this out and this situation happens and you and I both know it's not going to happen the way we think, right? It's not going to happen exactly. Our expectations may be here and then something else happens and it's like, what is going on? in my life, right? Like what is happening? But if we have clarity to go, you know what? Even in this this uncertainty, I at least know the direction I'm heading, right? Like I'm going to keep heading towards where this direction that God has given me. And that's what I want for us. And so I want to kind of give you each week of what we're looking like. Um, And my my prayer is one thing I was asking God is going, God, we can't do a series of clarity and then it not be crystal clear. So like like everything that I'm praying through and looking through these scriptures, I'm like, God, can you just make this crystal clear? Can you just give us this insane clarity so that you and I walk out of here? It almost, when you hear some of these things, you're going to be like, wait a second, that's too simple. 
right? Like, like that, but that's what I was praying for. Like, God, can we just, can you just give us this clarity where we can take those steps and what it looks like? And for you and I, so this week, um, the, the first big piece, and uh, this week is, is vital. This week is important. And if you're listening online or maybe you have somebody like, hey, I'm going to start attending next week. You're like, you need to go back and listen to the first week. I just encourage them uh, because this week is the foundation. Have you heard uh, the term where, hey, uh, you can uh, help catch fish for somebody, but then you teach a man to fish, right? And he'll have food for life. You heard that, that uh, quote or whatever it may look like? We live in a low country. You know, it's fish turn. Anyway, uh, but, you know, all of those things, we heard that. That's what today is. It's where you and I can learn to go, okay, I know how I'm interacting with God. I know how I'm receiving clarity. I know how I'm receiving direction. Because today we're talking about being a spirit led follower, a spirit-led follower, which may sound kind of crazy and lofty, but I hope to bring some clarity today. And then next week, we're talking about an intentional life, an intentional life, what that looks like, what the Bible says an intentional life look, looks like. And there's some specific things in there that are pretty uh, eye-opening and exciting, uh, at least for me. And then the third week is we're talking about being a humble guide, a humble guide, what God has called us to be a humble guide. And then, uh, of course, that's Mother's Day as well. And then the last week, this is the week. You guys ready? I'm still in my intro. Is that okay? Anyway, um, the last week, th- that's the one that, that that's, that's God has been doing something in me, not only for me personally, but I believe for our church. And if you really want to know what the Holy Spirit is kind of pressing on me and pressing on some of the other leaders in our church of where we're going, uh, you really want to be here for that week because it's a force for good. And I began to pray and going, okay, God, if you've called the church, if you've called me to be a force for good. Can you just give us some, what does the Bible, what is the Bible extremely clear on what is good? And what are those acts and what are those behaviors and and what are those things that we can do in the community where you and I go, oh, we're doing what God wants us to do. Well, we know it without a shadow of that, 110%. We're ready to go. And so that last week we're talking about what does it look like to be a force for good. And we're creating a handout for you and for our church of going, here's every, we're, we're, I'm already studying, I'm creating this list of going, here's everything crystal clear that came out of the mouth of Jesus that is in the Bible going, hey, this is what I want my followers to do. This is what, I, what I'm praying that we'll do, that I'm sending them out. So receiving all of that. And so that's what this series is looking like. Uh, But today we're diving into what a spirit-led follower looks like. And if we think about that term, spirit-led follower, um, what does that look like for me and you? Because when we start talking about spirits, and if you read the King James Version, King James Version growing up, it says Holy Ghost, right? You're like, whoa, that's not, I'm not about that life. I don't know about Holy Ghost. I'm not about that. that, What are ghosts? All of these things. But for you and I to look at what a spirit led follower looks like a spirit follower so as you and i begin to look at this we're looking at what god has done and in order for you to i to really understand this we see the easter story where jesus dies on the cross and then he comes back to life on the third day and when we place our faith in him he forgives us of our sins he paid the penalty for you and i and then we get to live in eternity with god forever he gives us a new hope he gives us new purpose he gives us a new identity that i I am a child of God. I'm the son of God. I'm a, a daughter of God. And I'm walking in union with him. And then he gives us this promise. He says, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. 
He says something so bold to say that, I'm, in fact, it's better that I leave because now you're going to receive the Holy Spirit. You're going to receive God dwelling in you who's going to be your helper, who's going to be your counselor, who's going to give you guidance, who's going to empower you, who's going to give you gifts, spiritual gifts, all of these things, right? And in order for you and I to tap into that and go, what does that look like to truly be led by the Spirit. And the good thing for you and I is the Bible makes this clear for us of what that looks like. And we're going to unpack that a little bit. And in order for us to understand this, we're going to be in Galatians chapter 5. I usually give that to you a little earlier. Sorry, I just got excited with the new series. But Galatians chapter 5, uh, if you have your Bibles or your phones, we're also going to put it on the screens for you as well. Uh, but Galatians chapter 5, and this is a book written uh, by the way, a follower of Jesus. His name is the Apostle Paul, and he's writing to the Galatians church and a lot of the Pauline letters in the New Testament really are written uh, fairly similar. Uh, he starts off with this, this is your identity in Christ and then he kind of fleshes it out of going, now this is what it looks like to live into that. And so as we get towards the end of Galatians he writes Ephesians very similarly but as we get to the end of Galatians uh, here chapter 5, uh, he starts to flesh this out of going, you receive the Holy Spirit you're walking with God and now what does it look like to actually do that, right? Uh, to 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 walk with him on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And so we're going to read Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 26. Everybody okay? All right. Verse 16, it says this, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. The desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But you were led by the Spirit. You were not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things do not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. We see this exhaustive list, right? He kind of goes into it. Paul goes, oh, let me actually make this crystal clear for you and I. I want you to walk by the Spirit. And then he introduces this. He says that when you and I uh, walk in the Spirit, there's going to be another opposing force in us. It's like these two um, forces in us. And I, and I had, don't like to use the word force because the Holy Spirit is a person. It's a he. Uh, we can actually grieve the Holy Spirit, make the Holy Spirit sad. But there's these two opposing voices that are inside of our minds and inside of our hearts who are pulling us one way or the other. Uh, because you and I, we have our own, anytime the Bible talks about the flesh, that's our own like sinful desires where we have a, uh, because we're in this broken world uh, where we have this inclination to, to be selfish, honestly, right? To, to say, you know what? I want this. I need this. My, like uh, me, 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 my, my, right? Like, like we have this kind of natural desire. We see 
see it in kids, right? Like, I didn't have to teach my kids to want every cookie on the shelf, right? They naturally want every single one, right? I didn't go, hey, you know what? You should be self. You should try to cover all that. No, but we see that kind of naturally happen in our broken world. But then when we come to know Christ, we receive the Holy Spirit, who is God himself living and dwelling in us, the helper. And he is trying to pull us towards righteousness. He's trying to pull us towards what is right. And if you remember from a few weeks back, we talked about that. He pulls us towards what is right, and then he tells us what is wrong. He tells us what is sinful. That's conviction of sin. But then he gives us conviction of righteousness, of going, here's what you could be. Here's what you were created for. Here's what you should be. Here's what I'm calling you to right? And so we see these two forces begin to happen. And um, I, I don't know about you, has anybody been on a long road trip before? And uh, it, I'm talking about like a really long trip. Uh, one time we tried to make the, uh, all the way to, I think it's Oklahoma, uh, one time before. And we were watching my cousin who was playing college football. And we had the bright idea that we could do a turn and burn a weekend trip, right? And it's like 16 hours. We were like, we're going to make it up on a Friday. We're going to watch them on Saturday, turn around, come back on Sunday. It's going to be amazing, right? We were in college at that time. But anyway, uh, obviously frontal lobe's not fully developed. Anyway, making good decisions. But um, so we head out towards Oklahoma. We pulled going there. We were fine pulling an all nighter. You know, what? we were young, whatever. We go watch him play and then we turn around and get ready to come back. And I'm telling you about 10 hours in. We're like, we're loopy. We're like, we don't even know. Like, we haven't slept in like 36 hours. Like, what is happening with our lives right now? And I remember trying to drive back, and we're taking turns, and we're both just like, you know, just like, can't even like hardly function. We're trying to stay awake and all these different things, and we're like, got the windows down. It's all cold, like November, and that was back when we lived in Jordan. We're driving through all this snow and stuff. We're trying to just stay awake, and I, I remember the one time where he got a little too sleepy, and of course, I'm in the passenger seat, and I sleep in the car anyway. Y'all didn't want to know all this, but anyway, um, so as we're driving, we see that all of a sudden, he's falling asleep, and I'm asleep, but then when he gets to the edge of the road, he hits what it's called the rumble strip, right? All my dads in the house know it because you like to kind of teeter on it anyway just to drive the kids crazy. But the rumble strip, right? Like he hits that and it's like, right? And then we're just like, whoa. And we wake up. I wake up. And of course, I'm like, I just turn. I just punch him. Boom. I'm like, wake up. What are you doing? And then we wake up. And so finally we take a break. But all of that to say, when you and I are in the Christian life, we're heading down the road that God is calling us to. If you and I say, you know what, I'm just going to coast. I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm just going to kind of see what happens. We are naturally pulled away from God. One, because we have our sinful nature who is going to naturally go, you know what, you need to look out for you and only you, right? Like this is you, like our natural self is going to begin to pull us away from God. And we have the enemy, right? Who is the Bible says in Ephesians 6, who's throwing these fiery arrows in the air of going, you don't need God. You can do it on your own. You just need to work harder. You need to right? like you need to stay up later. You don't need anybody. You don't need that. Like you're on your own. You got this, right? Just make more money and everybody in your family will be okay, right? Like all of these things whispering in our ear and pulling us away and if we're not careful we'll just blow right past that rumble strip as the holy spirit is trying to get our attention going wait a second no no that's not what i've called you to do in fact i want to set you free from you having to feel like you have to do it all 
I want to set you free from the mentality of you need their approval in order to feel fulfilled. I want to set you free from feeling like you are worth nothing and you shouldn't even be on this planet because you can't do anything right. God is going, no, I want you to get back in the lane that I've called you to and created you to. In fact, I love you so much. I died on the cross for you and I want you to have this clarity in your life. And Jesus is saying, hey, we, you and I can pursue all these careers. We can pursue all of these vocations. But yet, if we don't understand how to walk and be led by the Spirit, right? Then we're going to fall off that side. We're going to blow right through that rumble strip. And the Holy Spirit's trying to get our attention, just like that rumble strip. We're going, wait, wait, wait. Stay back on this way. Here we go. This is where I'm calling you. This is what I want for your life. This is my calling for you. And when you and I listen to the Spirit, but remember clarity, right? What does that actually look like? What does it look like for you and I to go, okay, the Spirit is leading me. He's leading me to make this decision. He's leading me not to make this decision. He's helping me walk in this situation. And the crazy thing is, I think God knew um, that, that I was getting ready to preach this series because he gave me lots of opportunities this week to choose either side. You ever notice that before? It's like God's trying to teach you something. You're like, God, why does this keep happening, right? But all of these things, and there's multiple times in my week this week where I had to stop and go, you know what, God? This is not happening the way that I wanted to or expected or even should be going right now. But God, I remember I prayed this prayer over and over again. And I believe this is what you and I have to do. God, this is your day, not my day. And you knew this was coming up. You knew this delay. You knew this shortcoming. You knew this person was going to say that. And it's going to try to derail me a little bit, trying to make me lose my witness a little bit, whatever it may be, right? But he's speaking to me in the moment. Now I have to begin to pray. And for you and I, a, a big thing that actually the Apostle Paul says, I want to, uh, for us to lean into it a little bit, is that the battle starts in our mind. The battle starts right here, and uh, I don't know about you, but most of my battles are fought right here in between the ears, right? Like most of my battles, I begin to think, and last week we talked about how our minds can go on a rabbit trail. Oh, they said this, now what has happened here, and now I'm headed down this path. But we know that thoughts turn into words, right? Thoughts turn into actions. Everything starts right here first, right? But Paul, he knows this and he teaches us in scripture in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Look at this strong language. He says, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Paul is trying to teach us. He's saying, hey, I want you to win the battle first in your mind. I want you to understand being spirit-led starts with us of what God's doing in us. Then he wants to get it through us. But if we can start here, we receive the thought, the tension, right? We feel the tension. Oh, they said that. Now I'm starting to think I need to say this, right? Like I need to do this. But in the moment, now I have a decision to make. Because here's a, a principle that you and I can lean on is that God gives the desire, but we must act on the godly desire. The Holy Spirit in us goes, this is what is good. This, like when we come to mind of going, oh, this is something I should do. This is something that's good. That's the Holy Spirit going, hey, I'm teeing this up for you. Here's direction. Here's wisdom, right? But the Bible also says we can quench the Holy Spirit. We can choose to go, oh, oh I got that thought, but uh, no, this is actually going to feel better in the moment, right? Like, no, no, actually, I, I probably should try this, right? But we have this desire that the Holy Spirit goes, hey, this is what is good. This is where I'm trying to lead you. Now you and I, 
We have to act on that desire, and that's called obedience, right? That's called me yielding to the Spirit, and that's now how I'm being Spirit-led because the Spirit's going, hey, this is what I want you to say. This is what I want you to do in the moment. And our, like the emotions in us could be saying the opposite, right? But I have to go, you know, I'm following the Spirit's leading. I'm following what God wants me to do right now. And so now I'm going to take, I'm going to step back. I'm going to yield. God, you get up front. Now I'm going to walk with the Spirit. I'm going to choose to obey. I'm going to choose to really honestly, and obedience is really trust, right? It's really me going, God, I'm going to trust that you know better than I do because you're all-knowing and because you've been around forever. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You've seen humanity. In fact, you've created humanity. You created me. You know my brain. You know every thought that I'm thinking, God, and you know what is best for me. And not, you don't not only know what's going on now, but you know what's going to happen 10 years from now. And so, God, I want to follow your leading. I'm just going to, I want you to lead me in this. I want you to guide me in this. And when we become spirit led followers, we know that the spirit is always going to lead us towards God. The Spirit's always going to lead us towards what Jesus said. The Spirit's always going to lead us in that. But you and I have an opportunity. We have to follow that leading. We have to follow that prompting. We have to follow what God is calling us to do. And here's the exciting piece about being a Spirit-led follower. Because at the beginning, right, like you, you get this prompting. And you're like, oh, is that God? Or is that the Taco Bell I ate earlier, right? Like, what is that? Like, right? Is that what he's, is that what he's calling me to do? Is, should I say this? Should I do this? But then you read a piece of scripture and it confirms what you just felt prompted to do. And you go, oh, that's good. And then you actually do it. And that's called a step of faith. And you're going, God, I'm placing my faith in you. I'm going to say this to my coworker. I'm going to, I'm going to encourage them this way. Or, or I'm, going to choose, I'm not going to say this because you're telling me not to say this. And then I do it, right? And then I feel my, I'm telling you, when you walk in obedience, it's like your soul is inside of you and your soul goes, <sighs> Right? It's because you walk in that. But even though it, you're still wrestling, right? But your soul going, I know this is what I'm supposed to do. I know I'm walking in the will of God. And God, I'm just trusting you here in this moment. Now, I didn't say it was easy, okay? Like, I didn't say it's going to be all, uh, it's gonna, just going to happen and it's gonna, this, everything's going to fall into place. I didn't say that. What I'm saying is, is when we're spirit-led, you and I can know with clarity, okay, this is not happening the way I expected. But God, I know I'm walking in your will. And I know you're leading me. And I know you love me way more than I love myself. I know that you love me way more than anybody else around me loves me. God, and I'm just going to keep following you. Because I know you will work all things out for the good of those who love him. Right? Like, God, I'm trusting you now. I'm trusting you in these moments. I'm going to keep following you. Keep in step. I love how it says, just walk step by step with the Spirit. That's what Galatians 5 just told us. Right? Like, step by step. I love the imagery of that. Right? Of going, it's not just kind of this sprint moment. It's going, no, no, no. It's moment by moment, step by step. Oh, the Spirit took, oh, I'm following that step. The Spirit took that in my life. I'm taking that moment. And here's the beautiful thing is, is I can't give you a formula because God is not a math equation. God is a person and he knows what you need. And he may take you on the path this way and going, Daniel needs the path this way because he struggles with approval, right? He struggles with this. So he needs to go that way so I can shape and mold him. And in fact, I'm going to protect him this way and I'm going to protect you by helping 
helping you go that way. And you and I know no matter what vocation we have, no matter what season we are in, we can start today going, you know what? I'm going to yield to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to be a spirit-led follower because the Bible shows us right here. Everybody still okay? Very good. The Bible shows us here. He says, the fruits of the Spirit. And as I read this, these are very popular. People put them up in their houses, all these things. But I want you to think about your life. I want you to think about the people who are closest to you. Think about maybe if you have kids or maybe your cousins. If you're in school, think about your classmates. Think about your teacher. Think about the people who are around you. As I read these lists of the fruits of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I hope we feel the weight of those. And you and I may feel the weight of going, whoo, dang, you leave me alone. Self-control is not going to happen, right? Like all of this stuff, right? But God is going, I wanted you to trust me. And when you are a spirit-led follower, you don't have to produce those But trust me and I'll produce those in you because the Holy Spirit gives us the power to produce those. My job is to tap into the true vine and the true vine produces the fruit in me. I just need to stay as close to Jesus, listening to his promptings, reading his word of going, okay, I'm following you. I'm trusting you in the moment. And now all of a sudden I start to see the fruit. It may be just a little piece of fruit, right? A little piece of love, little piece of joy in the midst of chaos. But you and I need to look at that fruit going, yes, the Holy Spirit's working in my life. Yes, the Holy Spirit's working in me. He's producing that in me. And that's why we can give all the glory to God because only the Holy Spirit can produce those things in us and through us in the situation and the circumstances. We can walk in those because God is doing that in us first. But when we think about the relationships in our lives, I think about my marriage that I want to bring that to the table. I want to bring love. I want to bring joy when I raise my kids or when I'm serving in bridge kids or I'm greeting or I head into the workplace. I hope when I head into the workplace, my coworkers go, you know what? Love is coming. Joy is coming. Peace is coming. Patience is coming. This week, I don't know what it is. God was trying to teach me patience. I have multiple opportunities, right? To go, oh, okay. I was like, one time I was like, hey, Amanda, should I say something? She's like, you probably just need to let it ride out. Like, okay, okay. But peace, right? Peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You talk about being a light in a dark world, a city sitting on a hill. People began to look at our lives and going, how do you have this? fruit how is it being produced in you and through you i know what you've been through i know what you're going through but how do you have this fruit you and i can point to the glory of god we can point to the holy spirit going you know what all i'm doing is i'm taking a step i'm following the spirit i'm being a spirit-led follower and when you and i are a spirit-led follower he's going to lead us into god's will if you're looking for what decisions should i make for some of the bigger things of life first become a spirit-led follower that's his purpose for you and he will lead you into the direction that you want to go right but we have to start with our own lives where we are in the situation we are in and the spirit he is faithful god is good he will 
will lead us and he will give us clarity on some of those big things. But you and I have to trust him in those small things first, right? God said, the word says that he who is faithful in the little things will be faithful in the big things, right? To focus in of going, let me take this step. Let me follow him. Let me trust him. And I want to end with this in Hebrews chapter 12 because I just love this so much. Uh, Because when we want extreme clarity, sometimes it's like, oh, how do I get closer to the spirit? How do I truly continue to hear his voice? And I want to read this here in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, in Hebrews chapter 11, I encourage you to go back and read it. Uh, the Bible lists all of these people who lived with incredible faith. These people who did, I'm talking about supernatural, incredible things. They did a whole list of Hebrews chapter 11. So that's what he's talking about here in chapter 12. Therefore, since we're surrounded by those great cloud of witnesses, let us also, also, this is what they did, right? To be spirit led. He's saying also for us, lay aside every weight and sin, which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. We see this. He says, hey, they did this too. They set aside the weight and the sin. He gives us two different. He's like, there may be sin in our lives that we need to cut off, that we need to stop doing. We need to stop looking at that or doing that behavior because God is calling us away from that. It's not for us. But then he says, even the weight God may be saying, hey, for a season, we need to cancel this show, right? Like we need to turn TV off so we can get in the presence of God. It's not a sin to watch TV. Come on, I love me some TV, right? But it may be a season where God's going, that's a wait, right? It could be a season where, hey, hey, your, my, your cell phone is a wait. It could be a season where uh, whatever it may be, it could be, hey, that, that coworker at work, every, every time you have lunch with them every single day, right now it's kind of a wait, right? Like what they're trying to pour into you, it's a wait. Like I, I want you to steer, maybe take that time and spend it with me. Whatever it may be, be a spirit-led follower and God is going, hey, you're an athlete, you are an ambassador for Christ. Like I, he's calling you to run the race. God's saying, I want you in the game. I have plans that I have prepared for you long ago. I have things I have lined up ready to happen. I want to empower you. I want to equip you. God is calling you to literally change the world. And he's saying, I want you to be a spirit-led follower. Strip those weights. Strip those sin because I have a purpose for you. Follow me. And then, as we know, if you're a sprinter, they teach you to look straight ahead, right? Find a fixed point for you and I. That's what the, uh, the writer of Hebrews is saying. Now fix your eyes on Jesus. And if you want to know how to, to tune our ears to the Spirit, we need to spend time with the Spirit. We need to spend time with God. This is extreme clarity. It's going to sound so simple and too easy. But we need to eliminate the distractions and spend time with the Father to open up His Word Maybe you're not a huge reader. They have this beautiful app called YouVersion. It will read to you. I think you can pick different voices. You know what I'm saying? You can pick a British voice, read scripture to you, whatever it may be, right? We, we listen to the word because the spirit, it, the, in 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. God is going to have righteousness for you. And when you dive into my word, it will confirm the promptings that you feel 
in your heart and in your mind. And when you spend that time in prayer, spend that time in the word. I would encourage maybe if you've never journaled before. I'm honestly not a big journaler because I have big I'm ADHD. I got to walk around. I got to move those things. But I'll just one sentence things. I'll text myself. I'll put a little thing in my phone real quick. Okay, I feel like God is, is speaking this to me because I'm writing it down because I want to remember it. I want to go back and pray on it again. God, is this what you're saying to me? And then I'll read a I can't tell you how many times this happens. Then I'll read a verse and going, oh, God, I, now I see. Now I see what you're doing. Just this morning in our prayer group, I began to say, hey, this is where I think God is leading us. And somebody else in our prayer group goes, we just talked about this last night. I'm telling you, it's mind-blowing the way the Holy Spirit works and begins to connect the details and all of those things that is, that is happening in us and through us. And God is saying, I want you to be a spirit-led follower. But it takes you and I, if we want to make it crystal clear, it takes you and I going, you know what? I surrender my plans and my expectations. And I'm, I'm picking up your expectations, God. Today is your day, God. My life is your life, God. I'm surrendering that. You, you, you felt the tension, right, when you have your expectations? I know me. Woo, I got mine. I'm holding on tight, and I'm holding them up here. I'm like, God, this is not the way I expected it, right? Like, this is not the way it was supposed to happen. And God's going, hey, I'm doing something in that and through that. Okay, this world is broken. But if you'll trust me, I'm going to navigate you through it. And even though it's like, you know what, God, this is not my perfect job right now. This is not where I want to be. This is not where I want to spend the rest of my life. And God's going, I know, I know. I may have something else for you, but right now be a spirit-led follower. And even if you hate that job, right, you still may be looking for another one on the weekends and at midnight at night on Indeed, whatever it may be, right? Like You still may be doing that, but still I got to show up on Tuesday and we'll be a spirit-led follower of Christ. And you don't know what your prayers and your fruit may do for somebody else, right? Because I'm being a spirit-led follower of Christ. And as I'm doing this, I have clarity, even though it might expectations may not all be met here in this moment, but I have purpose today. I am an ambassador for the kingdom of God. I am a representative of God himself who is dwelling in me, producing fruit in me, and I get to walk out into this school, into this world, and I get to live into that purpose today, right now. That's for every single person that's in this room. Listen to me online. That's the clarity that we have together. So I just want to pray for us, ask God to continue to lead us God, and that's the moment. This is clarity for you and I. The, the step you and I need to take is going, God, I surrender and I trust you. God, I surrender and I trust you. I don't have time to spend with God. God, I surrender my schedule to you. And if you say it's better for me to spend time with you, my expectations of the day are dropped. And if I need to spend time with you, I'm, I'm going to do that. If God, you prompted me to do this, you prompted me to serve here or do that. God, I don't have all the answers, but the clear thing I do have is you're telling me to take this step. Walking step by step. And if the one thing people ask me about the church planting journey, and I tell them it's a crazy wild ride. But the one thing I do know is that God is faithful. 
That if he, he's taught anything in the church planning journey, it is that he is faithful. My job is not to produce all the fruit. My job is to cling as close to Jesus as possible. Lift his name up so that other people, I'm connecting people to Jesus daily, right? Like, that's my job. You need to see the one who saved my soul. You need to see the one who gives my soul rest. You need to see the one who fulfills me more than anything else on this planet, right? Like, I, you need to see this person named Jesus. He is faithful. And that's you and I. Clarity every day. Where do you fit in this complex world? To be a spirit-led follower. And if we get that right, whoo, you talk about turning the world upside down for Jesus. You're talking about walking in this promise of hope and truth because everything we need is in the Holy Spirit. Everything we need to live a godly life is wrapped up in the Holy Spirit that's dwelling in us. And if we're following him, he will get us where he's calling us to go. If we continue to pursue him, he will get us through and give us strength. But it takes those moments of going, you know what, God? I'm surrendering and I'm trusting you here in this moment. So I just want to pray for us as a church. And that's what I want to lean into is that my prayer is that uh, if I'm praying for you this week, is that you and I would listen to those promptings, that you and I would take the time to, you know, I'm going to get as close to Jesus as I can. Maybe I'm going to listen to the word on my way to work, or I'm going to spend a few moments. Maybe you're more of a night person. I'm going to spend a few moments of diving into the word uh, the night before and write down the verse that speaks to me. When I wake up in the morning, just kind of take that verse with me. Whatever. One thing I like to do, I'll put the, I, I, I take a screenshot and make it the lock screen on my phone. You know, if that verse is really speaking, every time I open my phone up, there it is right there staring at me in the face. And so you and I, just can I get in the presence of God. How can I surrender? How can I trust him? Because I believe that God is calling you and I. I believe there is fulfillment in that. And so I just want to pray for us. And real quickly, if you've uh, here in this moment, you talk about being a spirit-led follower of Christ. The, the, for you and I, we have to take a moment of going, do I have a relationship with Christ? Have I, have I surrendered my life to Christ before? And so I just want to pray a prayer with you. If you have a question in your mind of going, I, I don't know if I have a relationship with God. I, don't, I can't be a spirit-led follower because I haven't truly said, you know what, God, I give you my life. I want to surrender to you because in that moment, Ephesians 1.13 tells us that we receive the seal of salvation, which is the Holy Spirit. And now the Holy Spirit begins to lead us in that moment. And I want that for you. So I just want to pray a, a quick prayer uh, with anybody who would like to give their lives to Christ. I'm saying for the first time, I want to surrender my life to Jesus here in this moment. I would love to lead you through this prayer. Um, and then and I'd love to connect with you if you'd like after service and help you say what's next. What does that look like? We want to walk with you as a church in this. And then I want to pray for us as a church as well. And so let's pray together. And if you want to pray and say, I'm giving my life to Christ and I've never truly surrendered to him. Just pray this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I know that I have missed the mark. I know, God, that I need you. God, I believe that you died on the cross and I believe that you rose again. And I ask that you would save me, God. I pray that you would give me clarity in my life. God, I surrender and trust you. And if you prayed that prayer here today, I'd, I'd love for you to grab that Connect card. Fill it out. There's a little box on there. I've decided to follow Jesus today. You can bring it to me. Drop it off in the Connect Center on your way out. Um, I'd love to pray with you right after service as well. And Because now you're my brother and sister in Christ. We'll spend eternity that's a promise.
that God has for us. So just uh, for the rest of us as the in church, and if you just prayed to receive Christ, I want to pray over us as well. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you for your word, your truth, your power. Thank you so much for your word and how it gives us clarity, God. I pray that for every person in this room, every person listening online, I pray that we trust and surrender our lives to you. Today is your day, Jesus. Monday, tomorrow is your day, Jesus. Tuesday, it's your day, Jesus. I surrender my expectations. I surrender to your plan, your purpose, God. I pray that you produce those fruits in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, God. Give us the courage to yield to the Spirit, God. Give us courage and boldness to to step out in faith and to walk moment by moment trusting you, Jesus. Thank you for calling us into this relationship. Thank you for giving us hope, giving us purpose. God, I pray for each and every person in this room. God, I pray that if somebody needs clarity, hope, and purpose, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, they know they are called and marked by God. That the Holy Spirit is the seal and the proof that God has saved them and is walking with them, God. I pray that you bind the enemy in their lives who is feeding the lies into their mind and heart. And God, as your word says, you give us victory in our mind and in our lives to walk in your will, God. We love you. We praise you. We ask all this. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Let's stand and worship together. Thank you for tuning in to the Bridge Church Podcast. If you would like to find out more information about our church, you can simply visit our website at thebridgebluffton.com. Have a blessed day.